got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up. Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Degenerate Podcast on the Times Yours Podcast Network. I'm Spike Eskin with our resident degenerate, that is Fantasource. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I was very excited to play you the intro music, which of course is the legendary Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. Do you approve? I love Kenny. I love Kenny. The Silver Fox, man. Can't beat him. <laughs> so, he, do you think he maybe is the uh, Dos Equis guy? He really sort of looks like him. Yeah, I haven't seen Kenny Rogers in like I feel like twenty years maybe. I hope he still looks okay. I get the I I think like maybe if I were to see Kenny Rogers now, it would be one of those sad things where he's like <laughs> hundred and twenty pounds and really old. So maybe I don't want to see Kenny Rogers. So uh, last I saw, he was kicking around in Vegas. I think he's doing that circuit. But uh, yeah, he's been around for a while. The, the Gambler is a uh, yeah good theme song for me, and kind of know when to hold him and know when to fold him, right? No one to walk away. Uh, well, when run. So at the outset, I want to I want to like um, sort of um, establish what this will be. This will be every week on Thursday. The main portion of it will be Fanasaurus giving us an NFL three team tease for the week. Um, now to explain, three team tease is when you have to bet three games, but in betting those, and you have to get all three right. But in betting those, you you, you can move the line. Whichever way you want, it's normally around ten points. Is that where it is, it, or is it different for every like book? Well, it's pretty. You can. There, there's a lot of options, but traditionally, um, a teaser for two teams is six points. For three teams is ten. And if you want to really push the envelope, you can do four teams and get fourteen. But uh, yeah, three three team ten point teaser is uh, pretty standard. Now, I would like to put out as well. We are not suggesting anyone gamble illegally. So if no. you, if you this is all in fun, I would actually amusement purposes only, right? A hundred percent amusement purposes only. And I would also like to say that the uh, the truth of it is, and I don't think that you can say this, but I have never um, bet on a sporting event in my life, aside from when I was in high school, like with friends, but never with a, a sports book, never with a bookie. I've never put, I just think the whole thing in like a sort of, um, in a in a gaming way is fascinating. Like, I just think it's fascinating to try to, to pick, but like, I've never bet any money on it. I'm too, my personality is so addictive that if I were to lay one bet, that would be the end of me. Like, it would be the beginning of, of the end, so. Um, it's fun. I mean, you know, it is fun, and you got to understand it's never for, uh, you know, never for really for long-term profit, but uh, people have fun betting football here and there, so, um, you know, if you're in a legal area and your and your state laws allow it, then go for it. Yeah, otherwise, it's only for fun and you know the other thing is like um i don't know uh how much you've read about or listened to you know who Haralabus vulgaris is right uh yep, bob vulgaris so bob vulgaris is like this um is basically the best nba gambler in the in the world like he it's his job nba gambling and not like one of those guys that you'll see late on on cable is selling like a 900 number like he doesn't sell his picks to other people he just gambles and he's got a few guys working for him and he basically like from everything that I've read he basically tries to find the same way that um that Billy Bean found inefficiencies in the baseball market like he finds inefficiencies in the gambling market and one of them was like you know during the lockout season I guess all the over-unders were way too high and it took uh Vegas like half of the year to figure out it and he was making like tons of money but one of the most important things I learned about reading about him or listening to him is that he makes money by winning about like 57 or 58% of his bets, which yeah. is 
when you think about it, is doesn't seem like that many. But you have to bet so consistently and like and and using this process to actually make money and be successful at it. That's the the one thing I took from learning about him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the the thing about Bob, I think he in the article I read that ESPN did a big you know piece on him, I guess last summer maybe, and um, you know he exploited like second half totals, like second yeah. half of the game. Like you can bet halftime lines, and they usually would take the total spread divide it in half and say that's the first half line and then the second half line would be whatever would be appropriate to catch up to the regular total and he uh he sort of saw an inefficiency there and uh was able to make some cash on that so so yeah i mean it's definitely got to be focused you got to be he's only basketball so he doesn't have to worry about other sports you know you have to be really good and, and be specialized and what you like it like a trader you know stock traders you know some guys focus on you know certain industries or certain types and then that's what they go for so um, if you spread yourself too thin you're probably not gonna not gonna do too well but yeah. um, and the new thing we have now is um, I don't know if you know this, but in Delaware, if you drive down and cross the border from Philadelphia, it's about a half hour uh, drive. You can get to Delaware Park, and they offer uh, parlay cards. So you can bet football. I called them football pools back in the day, but parlay cards where you can pick multiple games against the spread and play it like a lottery, and you can actually legally go down there and place bets if you really wanted to. So it's pretty interesting that they have it going on, but other states are kind of pushing, and they're not having much luck. But I think at some point it'll, it'll, the tide will turn. But it, I thought it would happen now, but by now, but I think it's going to be a little bit more fighting, but I think it'll eventually happen. Yeah, there's, there's, there's been the, the fights in court, in the courts about Jersey, trying to, trying to get it done. Yeah. Um, so, um, and then the, and there's actually a couple of really interesting chapters. If you, if you ever get time to read it, uh, in Nate Silver's book about Bob Vulgaris too, uh, Nate Silver's book, which is really good, the signal and the noise, which is really good, very dry, like super, super dry, but, um, very interesting. So, um, uh, one or two, after we get your three team tees, this is the way we'll sort of structure it. We'll do, uh, Thanosaurus's three team tees. Maybe if there's anything else going on interesting in the uh, gambling landscape, and we had NBA win totals come up this week, so I wanted to throw through a few of those at you. And as well, I have a couple of, uh, like, for, for no other reason, so, so I don't look at trends, and Fantasaurus does, I just look at, like, okay, that scares me. Every time, every time I look at trends, like, I looked at trends, I was telling you, I looked at trends last week, and everything told me Jacksonville, and of course they lost by 30 points, so I'm like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm not... Yeah. So there's a couple of games on the uh, on the card that look at potential tees like they look like they're easy but worry me for one reason or another. So, um, but why don't we keep kick it off with yours? Did you want to do it where you sort of give me? Um, I knew you had some trends. You wanted me to do a little guessing on your your three team tees. I give you a couple, yeah. Yeah. I'll, okay. Uh, you know what we'll do is we'll go through. I'll, I'll give you the pick, and then uh, I'll give you uh, you know kind of why I think it will work, and then I'll give you my. Why I why it may not work. Okay. <laughs> my my sort of hope this doesn't happen because this might ruin the bet. So okay. Anyway, um, all right. So the first one we're going to look at is this is a divisional game, and the quarterback starting uh, for one of the teams uh-huh. uh, is five and zero against the spread as a starter coming off of the bye week. Uh, I know which one this is. Uh, this okay. is just a, a guess, but I'm guessing you're saying Green Bay. I'm saying Green Bay. The, the bye week probably gave it away. But, yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, 5-0 and against the spread uh, as a starter. When he's a starter. I don't know what his record was when he was backing up far. But <laughs> yeah. um, as a starter, when coming off of a bye week, he's 5-0. and And then some interesting stats on that. 
um, I guess I should back up and say that the, the line that we have out is the line I'm walking off of is Green Bay minus sevens, right? So if I take the 10-point teaser number and use it to my advantage, the line now changes to Green Bay plus three. So for this purpose, I'm going with Green Bay plus three points. They're at home, and they're playing against uh, Detroit. Um, the Bengals uh, lost the, the Packers lost last week to the Bengals, or prior to the bye week, I guess two weeks ago. Um, and if you take that into account, one of the stats you can look at is uh, Green Bay is 13 and one against the spread since 2009 in home games following a loss. Now that that's only incorporating the 10 point teaser swing, right? Okay. So that's not the regular ATS. This is take 10-point teasers into account. They're 13-1 and one against the spread uh, in home games following a loss. Um, so that's, that's a pretty solid trend there. You know, they're coming off a loss. They're, you know, they're in, I guess, technically in last place in the division. You know, they're the team that everyone thought would be, you know, one of the teams to beat. And uh, here they are sitting in the basement. Detroit's uh, sitting at 3-1, and one, top of the division. Kind of looking okay, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe this is a chance where the Packers can uh, make a move and, and get a win. And another, um, another stat for this game could be that um, in the 10-point teaser uh, – a 10-point teaser trends, the uh, Packers are 12-1 uh, and one against the spread at home against Detroit since year 2000. Wow. And 13-0 and straight up. So 13-0 um, straight up, meaning they've won 13 games against the Packers, against Detroit. Um, and, well, and, and the reason that, like, these bets are so attractive is that you're basically taking a touchdown favorite and getting yes. three points. Like, it's so yes. – and, and I should say as well, like – Three-team teasers are sucker bets. Like, they are, like, to me, I mean, it, it seems, you know, the, the, the bet that seems the easiest is usually the one that is, like, you know, is, um, and I'm sure you can know what you're doing and, and do these, but, like, you know, it, it on its surface, you know, this is a, a Packers win. Like, this, and to get three points on a Packers win, you know, it seems like, uh, it seems like it's easy. But that's why you have to pick three games. So, um, so you'd be getting the Packers plus three. Um, and of course, if you took the Lions in this, you get the Lions plus seventeen. Um, and I, yeah, and the Lions have looked good. The, the place where they're struggling is with uh, Burleson went out. Like they they, they just signed uh, Ogletree because they they have a problem with uh, that second wide receiver spot. They thought I think they thought Ryan Broyles was going to be all right, but um, he doesn't seem like he's fully recovered. So um, it's a team that that passes a lot. It worries me a team that that throws the ball a lot on the road at a place like Green Bay. It just feels like it could get out of control. Um, in yeah, Green I mean, Bay, if you so. look at if you know, I do a lot of you know checking out teams based on you know rankings and current stats. And Football Outsiders is one of the places I go and. You know, they have Green Bay as the 32nd-ranked pass defense, so they're dead last in the league. Wow. Um, you know, worse than the Eagles, worse than St. Louis. So, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where it scares me. Like, okay, you're going to give me the worst pass defense, and then I'm going to have to go against Stafford and uh, Calvin Johnson yeah. and, and see what he does to, uh, on Sunday. You know, maybe – he puts up 150 yards receiving and two touchdowns, you know, and that could that could be the uh, the difference in the game. I don't know, um, you know, in terms of other injuries or whatever, but but yeah, I mean, you're giving me the Packers at home, getting three points, uh, coming off a bye week, coming off of a loss, kind of I don't know, kind of cornered uh, in the division. They need to make a move, so I think this is a good spot for them to to get a win and and uh, maybe get the get the season back on track. All right, so, game two. Game two, game two. Here's a stat that I, I had to double-check a few times because I didn't believe it, but this quarterback, um, 
when he, uh, in regular season, mm-hmm. preseason, and playoffs, has not lost a game by more than in, lost a game by more than seven. And that's in, in 30 games in his 30 game career. He has not lost a game by more than seven. Okay, 30 game career. So that gets rid of them, 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 them. Um, 30 game career. It's not Luck. It's not Wilson. It's is it Andy Dalton? No, I see it as uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson. Oh, 30 games. Oh, I'm forgetting preseason and postseason is counted, too. Really? Not lost by more than seven points? Not uh, lost by more than seven. Yeah, actually, it's the Se- uh, you could say Seattle as a team, but yeah, Wilson yeah. as a starter. And a lot of that comes down to the defense. I mean, yeah. you know, they're, they're either winning big or they're, they're losing close. And, um, you know, so that was a sad. I said, wait a second. I saw that last week when they were losing to the Texans by a lot. And someone tweeted that out saying, hey, Wilson hasn't lost in his whole you know, NFL career by more than seven. And then boom, 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 they come back. They win in overtime. So that's, that trend keeps going. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy. It's, um, you know, I did actually have to go back and, and count and say, wait a second, is this true? And then it actually goes further back if someone tracked him back into college. And it actually goes back a little further than that. But I'm not worried about his, uh, his college career. But his pro career is pretty, pretty impressive. And um, so this week um, – Using that, I'm going with uh, Seattle. And right now I have the line at minus 2.5. Seattle's minus 2.5 at Indianapolis. So I'll take the 10 points, and that moves it to plus 7.5 on my favor. So I'll be Seattle plus 7.5 at Indianapolis. So, you know, factoring in the Seattle defense, um, that's sort of where I'm saying, okay, I'm getting 7.5. I know I'm on the road. And I know it's the second game in the, on the road. You know, they played in Houston last week. Yep. It's an out-of-conference game. Yep. Um, I don't know if, you know, do people get, do teams get extra fired up for the Seahawks? Are they that kind of team yet? Are the, the Colts ready to kind of see what they can prove? Um, you know, they have common opponents. They both beat up on the Jags, which I think is going to be a common theme this year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they both beat up on the 49ers, which I didn't think would be a common theme. But uh, both of them, uh, you know, Indianapolis went in there as a big underdog and won straight up. And, and of course, what was that week two, I guess, when uh, Seattle uh, hosted the 49ers and really put the beat down on them. That was the Sunday night where the game got delayed for uh, – Conveniently, during the entire episode of Breaking Bad, they, uh, they yeah. had a power delay or a lightning delay or whatever, so kind of worked out for everybody. You got to watch their shows and then watch the game. But, but yeah, so, you know, looking at this, and I'm saying, okay, well, I'm going to get seven and a half, and I'm thinking it'll be a low-scoring game. Seattle's got that defense, and they're, you know, unfortunately, they didn't really do great last week, but you know, they are the number one defense in the league, and, and uh, you know, they're coming up against the Colts. But the Colts are at home, and, they, you know, they have – uh, Trent Richardson now, how is he going to factor into this team? Is it going to change the dimension? And, you know, Seattle does have, you know, the weakness, if they have one, is their, uh, is their rush defense. So, um, you know, if you can say that that's their issue, they're, you know, Football Outsiders has them as the 10th-ranked rush defense. So, <laughs> that, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see the, how that goes. They're number one pass, so I'm thinking they'll take luck out of, the, out of the equation, hopefully, or at least minimize them a little bit. I love that their weakness is a top 10 in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It shows how good they are. Yeah, I think both teams sort of have are in uh, are in like prove it mode. You know, I think everybody obviously doubts Seattle on the road in general. Um, I thought last week was really, uh, I mean, sort of lucky for them uh, in some respects. But um, yeah, I just I keep waiting for. I think me like a lot of people went into this year thinking Indianapolis was not going to be that good. Like that they were going to sort of be a team that. 
Um, you know, when you look, they had a lot of close wins last year. Um, their numbers didn't really uh, even out to the number of wins they had. Like their Pythagorean record was not as good as their actual record. Um, but and they keep like in the same way. I, th- I feel like people keep waiting for the Giants to finally be good. I think people are waiting for the Colts to finally be bad um, or at least average. So I think that's that's interesting. So um, so your two picks so far, you get the Packers plus three. Um, and home against the Lions, and you have the uh, Panther or the uh, the Seahawks plus seven and a half on the road against the Colts. Um, yeah. And the final game of the, the three team teaser. This game I went to a total. Okay, so okay. Some over unders, and uh, you know, ten points on an over under is is a significant number. Um, yeah. So I looked at some teams that I thought you know where either the points will be at a minimum or where uh, you know where teams are going to be expected to score a lot. So. I, I locked into a um, can't really give you a, a, a Q and A on the on the trends here because they don't really make sense when I explain them without the teams. But okay. um, but I went here with <clears throat> Chargers Raiders. I went over, and with the ten points, we have it down to over thirty five and a half. Wow. Um. So so a couple things going in our favor here with the over is when we talk about defensive efficiency and overall team ratings. Um, San Diego's dead last. They're 32. The Eagles put 30 points up on them. So, I mean, I hate to say, well, the Eagles can do it, then anybody could. But, you know, it, it's, maybe it's turning into that with yeah. the way that they've been playing. So, you know, they put up their 32nd ranked. And uh, Oakland's coming in at number 28. So, um, you got two, two pretty weak defenses going up against each other. And San Diego, surprisingly, is the number two offense in the league, number two offensive efficiency. And they're, they're scoring. And, you know, the new coach and, and Rivers looks like maybe has a little bit of a – of a of a of resurgence, maybe I don't know if he's, he's going to keep it up, but he's, he's got a okay. he's got a seventy four percent completion percentage, seventy four percent. It's incredible. He's, <laughs> I, I mean, think, he was picking the Eagles apart. That, I mean, yeah. that, that game was like, oh my god, is this Joe? You know, is this Joe Montana? What's going on here? So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking at that game, saying, okay, these are you know two bad defenses. You know, San Diego has a pretty solid offense. Oakland, you know, they're in the in the twenties in their offensive ranking, twenty four. Um, but you know, Pryor should be back. He got cleared, uh, I think, yesterday to play Sunday. So I really like Pryor. I think he's going to be a decent quarterback. I think he's bringing a different type of dimension to the, you know, to their offense. And I think, I, I think, you know, Oakland being at home, um, they should be able to to put some points up. And I think 35 um, is a doable number. And two things that I saw in this: well, in in the last uh, since 2008, uh, these two teams have played. The average final score has been 46 points. So they do score against each other. So it's not like, you know, we're walking in and expecting points to be scored where they haven't been. So these teams do score against each other. And then in divisional games, the Chargers against the AFC West since 2008, um, they played 30 games. And uh, they're 26-4, and four, uh, 26 games over 35 points. Only four of them uh, would have been under or equal to 35 points. And on the other hand, the Raiders against the AFC West, they played 31 games since 2008 against AFC West teams, and they're 26-5, um, and five. so 26 games over 35 points, five under 35 points. So I'm kind of looking at this as this is maybe an AFC West thing or this is a, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but it looks like they're going to put some points up hopefully and get us over 35 and a half. Um, the one caveat that I will say is that, you know, due to the playoffs and NFL, uh, you know, had to make a, a time change. This game's kicking off at 8.35 local time, 11.35 uh, 
East Coast time. So you're going to sweat out your so teaser. I, have, I mean, I mean, I have no idea how that's going to impact. I couldn't really put that into an account of is it going to impact anybody. I mean, teams play at you know, East Coast 8.30 for Monday night and Sunday night games. So does this really matter to them, playing at 8.30 local time? They're both West Coast teams. They're not really leaving. So I really didn't put that into account as – and it's not really the national game. I mean, half the country is going to be asleep, and it's going to be on NFL Network. So it's not like you know, the big-time primetime lights are going to be on them. So I didn't really factor that in at all. So hopefully yeah. uh, you know, we'll see that um, – you know, we'll get – Get the uh, get some points early and uh, maybe go to bed before halftime. <laughs> and uh, the only question, the other question is, can Oakland score? I mean, Pryor's coming back off the injury. What's he have? Is you know he's one hit away from being knocked out again. I guess everybody is, but you know he has that concussion issue, and and uh, whether that affects his play or not, I don't know. But I, th- I think San Diego should be able to put up enough on their end um, to get us to the over, and maybe Oakland can can throw maybe you know, 17 or so at us and we'll look at a 24-17 type of game or 28-17. Yeah, dude, that's a national game like this is a national show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I looked at the game like, wait a second, 835, I'm like, that local? Wait a second, I had to read up, I'm like, oh, the A's are playing, they changed it, so I mean... I don't know. I mean, what other option do you have? I guess no, they don't. I don't. Like, yeah, the call right. TBS or whoever's host, hosting the game probably, and CBS loses one of their. Uh, I guess it wasn't going to be a prime, t- a prime, you know, national game anyway. No. But, um But yeah, so. Um, it, yeah, prob- it probably like, helps local markets. It probably helps the Oakland market not to go up against at least TV wise, not to go up against the A's. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, I remember back when was it three years ago when the Eagles had that snow out and the snow delay that we yep. had to move the game to Tuesday night. So the Joe Webb game, Joe Webb game. Yeah, that's right. Joe Webb came out of the came out of the blue and a fantasy superstar that nobody uh, started, I guess. But yeah, I remember that uh, that was sort of a big thing. Like everyone out Tuesday night, we're going to go watch some football, go to the bar. So it was kind of a cool little thing. So maybe that'll happen in Oakland, where it'll be a sort of a unique thing where the crowds are maybe more into it, if that's possible. Those. You know, Oakland fans are a little crazy, so I don't know if they need more incentive. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, going to be a big day in Oakland with the A's playing and then uh, and then the Raiders. So, speaking of one team hit, getting the number by themselves, which I guess San Diego could do, amazingly, the Broncos almost hit the fifty-eight um, <laughs> over uh, against the Eagles last week. If Peyton Manning had been in one more drive or Eric Decker catches one extra uh, touchdown pass, they hit a fifty-eight over all by themselves, which is uh, amazing. Yeah, so, you know you. I'm sorry. You were saying like, oh, well, let's look for the. You know, you're going to see what where the the, you know, the, the trap game is or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, if we did this last week, I was I would have been all over the Eagles. Give me the 21. I'm running with it. We're going to get close. And you know, halftime would have been nice. Hey, we're only down by eight, and then it would have just uh, you know all. Uh, all hell breaks loose in the second half. But there's an interesting stat just from a side note. I don't know the numbers. I'll look for it next week. But uh, Peyton Manning, in the NFL, you can bet first half, second half. So his second half numbers against the spread, when you just say bet from halftime on, you yeah. can bet a line. His numbers are uh, – I forget the, the the actual number I saw, and I'll look it up for next week. But his numbers are off the charts. Like he just turns it on when the, after halftime, like he does something in there, whether he gets – whatever he does in the halftime, fires himself up, goes out, and just – covers that second half spread like nobody's business like he did last week obviously and probably every week for this season so um, yeah, yeah I mean I, I going into last week I'd have to I can't remember how many they scored in the first quarter uh, against the Eagles but going into last week they had only uh, let's see okay they scored 14 in the first quarter going into last week they had only scored 10 first quarter points 
um, the Broncos, and this is the the best offensive team in the league. You know, so um, so that also points to that that Manning thing too in the second half. So speaking yeah. of Manning, the two things, and this is only my gut telling me to stay away from them. The two games that I think are traps, only because I feel like um, Vegas is is playing on people's emotions at this point, is the Rams and the Jags. Like you can tease that Rams game to uh, one minus one and a half, but yep. like when you think, I know the Jags are terrible. I know it, but at some point this year, they're going to go up against a bad team, uh, and the line's not going to be right. And just to me, like eleven and a, minus eleven and a half on the Rams is crazy because the Rams are terrible. Um, but even in a tease, minus one and a half, I just I have this feeling one of these weeks the Jaguars are going to. Uh, cost a lot of people a lot of money as people just continue to bet against them. And that to that same end, just on the opposite side, um, you can get in a tease. The Broncos are minus seven this week at Dallas, which means you can get them plus three uh, in a tease, which I can imagine a lot of people looking at and saying, you get the Broncos and three points. Um, that seems like uh, it seems like easy money. But again, that one worries me too for some reason. They both seem so easy that they can't be. Um, and I think it's just particularly because I think the Cowboys are at least pretty good, um, and I think the Rams are pretty bad, and uh, and both of those things make me nervous. So, for- yeah, At some point, the, the Broncos will lose, and, you know, it, it will probably be one of these out-of-conference games on the road. Yep. You know, they're, they're, they're going to steamroll through the AFC West, and they're probably going to, you know, they're the team to beat, obviously, in the AFC and probably in all of football. Um, but yeah, I mean, this reminds me of when Brady had that season after, you know, they had that kind of, you know, where every game was, they win by 40 and they were laying 20 points every game and, and they went undefeated till the Super Bowl. This sort of reminds me like Peyton just got a wake up call last year. They lost to the Ravens in the playoffs and he's like, you know what? This isn't happening again. Yeah. I need to finish my career with a Super Bowl ring and I'm not going to let this happen again. So it seems like he doesn't, he's just, he's on a different level and, and at some point they're going to falter. I know, but, uh, you know, they're, the, they're just a team to follow. And, and I had that circled as a game and then I said, you know what? I, I, not that I don't know if the Cowboys can win this, but I don't, I don't know when the Broncos are going to stumble, and this could be the week. You know, it's like sort of a down week. There's, it's hyped up. It's you know, it's Jerry World, and they're going down there against the Cowboys and all. So um, maybe something will happen. Maybe uh, the Cowboys fans will get a treat to uh, to send Manning home. Hopefully not. You know, keep the Eagles sort of semi alive in the division, division yeah. race, which uh, is really isn't really a race at all but yeah and the one i really like tease wise is the niners at home uh getting three and a half i think like when when fans are burning your quarterback's jersey um like i just feel like and you you blow a 20 point lead at home or a seven whatever it was uh you know 17 point lead at home um and then you go on the road against a niners team that needs to keep winning to keep pace um i love niners plus three and, and a half in a, a tease. night game yeah They'll be fired up. Yeah, I the Niners are interesting. I mean, I, I I thought, you know, I thought that they would be, you know, the team. You know, they would be the team this yeah, year. And, and they had that loss. That loss, um, you know, to the Colts was was sort of a slap in the face. And then, you know, obviously, beat, losing to Seattle isn't a big deal. But the way they lost to Seattle was, it's like wow. You know, I mean, they have talent. They have the defense, the coach. They were there last year. So, um, yeah, I think this is a bounce back game. Houston's, I don't know, one of those teams that's, I'm always kind of like, yeah, maybe this is their year, you know, since since maybe three, four years ago, they have, you think, they have the team, the offense, they got the defense, the names, but they just can't seem to get it together, like the Falcons, like they have the talent, but they just can't, 
it just doesn't seem to all come together when they needed to. Like last week, the Falcons, you know, uh, lost to the Patriots. Yeah. And I thought that was a for sure game that they were going to win. You know, they had everything going for them, and they ended up losing it. So, um, real quick before we go, um, the NBA uh, season win totals came out. Um, uh, the Sixers sitting at an unbettable, an unbettable sixteen point five to me. Sometimes you look at like a win total line and you're like, oh man, that's right on the money. And like sixteen point five to me, I don't know how you looked at it, but if I had, if you had to to tell me to guess what the the line should be, sixteen point five is like to me is right on the money. And I know people are like they're going to break the all time record and blah blah blah. But you know, I like you know. I don't know that you ever bet on historically bad or historically good things to happen. And 16.5 seems like, remember, they won 34 last year. So that's like a, you know, it's a huge drop off from last year. I'm not saying they don't deserve it, but I like that number looks completely right to me. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I know obviously they're not going to be anywhere close to competitive. Um, but the NBA, you know, we can say, oh, nine and seventy-three was the all-time record. They're going to, they're going to try and, you know, maybe match that, or they have a chance. I, I mean, it's a different league. There's, there's, there's more teams. There's more players. It's less, you know, there's, there's more opportunities to win games you shouldn't win. You know, we're going to rest a couple of guys. There's a back-to-back, or you know, the league's diluted. There isn't as much talent stocked up on each team, and they'll steal a game here and there. They'll win a couple. Like, oh my God, how? They beat the whatever. Oh my God! They beat you know the Rockets for you know, yeah. one of those games where they just steal it because the other team really is on a you know they play Brooklyn and they play the Knicks and then they come in and play us and we kind of catch them at a yeah third a game in five. four nights or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, the good news is I have a. Uh, full season ticket package to the Sixers so I'll be there to watch witness history let us watch us build or what's, what's the new slogan let us build um, uh, build with us uh, build with us build, yeah wait no it's not build with us that, that's, that's the um, hold on uh, I already forgot it. I was telling the guy I, I know the guy who came to get, together we build um, yeah, I know that one of the guys that works at the place that came up with it, I was telling him last night, I was like, hey, I think that's a good idea. And already the next morning, I'm forgetting what it was. But we, <laughs> we remembered the I, th- I thought it was a good one. I, I like that. It's honest. You know, I like I like that they're building. They, they're yeah. saying we're going to build this thing up. Let be with us. You know, yeah. um, you know, we're there and we, uh, you know, my uh, Paul, who's my uh, ticket partner, we kind of thought about it. Like, do we do this? Do we get the tickets? And you know what? We are because we're going to go down. We're going to watch some games. They're probably going to lose them all. But you see some talent and just, yeah. you know, I don't See do the other teams. I got two kids. I don't like go to the bar and do everything. So I go to the Sixers games. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I like it. And it's cheap. You know, we got the cheaper package. We, we're at like center court, maybe like nine or ten rows up. So um, we get the, all the perks of being a full season ticket package. Like I get the Franklin Club doesn't know what they're in for when I come in. <laughs> they, they don't even know what that is, but I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Just another place you can spend money, I imagine. Um, uh, a couple of the other ones I noticed that I thought were um, that were uh, were particularly bettable was uh, Bobcats under 27 and a half. They won twenty one and a half last year. They added uh, Al Jefferson. Like, I, dude, I don't think Al Jefferson's a six win player. And if anything, I think he he's a selfish, selfish, selfish player. Him and a bunch of young guys. Like, I'm I'm not buying it. So I like I like them under twenty seven and a half. Yeah, they're uh, they need to. I mean, have they been rebuilding or have they just been languishing in in like? No, but they've been rebuilding, of- but they've been making bad picks. Like that's the problem when you rebuild is every pick is so important. Um, and like you know, I I don't think all the bad picks are their fault. Like I would have I would have taken uh, MKG too, but it looks like MKG just can't 
like he can't shoot at all at all um and i don't know if that's on them uh for not you know helping him with that or but like you're talking about a guy who like i think people expected to be limited offensively but not that limited i thought yeah. the kemba walker pick was uh, like sort of questionable they took a chance on bismack biombo and he can't play um so you know they they've they started with the sort of the the idea the Sixers started with. They've just made made bad picks, and they got so. I think the Al Jefferson signing was like, "Hey, we don't want to be bad anymore." Um, so they signed a, you know, a selfish uh, um, center uh, because he. That's you know, you kind of get greedy and you want to yeah. get some more wins, and yeah, I don't know, is it Jordan's fault? Is he? He's you know. Yeah, he's the one making he, calls. Or? Yeah, you think anyone's making calls over Michael Jordan? <laughs> you know, like that's where. Um, another one I liked was Nuggets under forty seven. Like okay. you know, I dude, I they had a great year last year, but that was a special uh, one time only thing. Forty seven wins in the Western Conference is not easy. Um, yeah. They lost Iguodala, right? He's yeah, cool. lost Iguodala. Um, I liked Warriors over forty nine and a half, which I imagine a lot of people will go over on. But I, you know, yeah. most speedy going out there to Golden State. Yeah, yeah, it's all most speedy factor. It's all boosy <laughs> factor. Uh, um, and uh, and I liked Spurs under fifty five point five. But I mean, that's sort of the same way that I'm saying Denver will eventually not be good. Um, I feel like eventually, uh, at some in some season. Uh, they have to get too old, and it has to not yeah. work. And fifty-five point five in the Western Conference is a that's lot. A lot. That's a lot of wins for a team. That's. I mean, obviously they were one, you know, three-point shot from Ray Allen away from winning the uh, the title. But you know, they they are sort of playing with fire with every their, their team's just old enough. Do they have any? I mean, they have a couple of young guys, but it's all based around Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan. So. Yeah, and and Ginobili looked like uh, looked it fit, cooked last year. Um, you know, and and not even. I, I mean, they have Kawhi Leonard, um, who is a, a nice young, a real nice young player. I think maybe a little overrated, but still a nice young player. But I think that the the other interesting thing that you have to throw in here, and I know they win a ton of regular season games normally, but they this is a team that knows they don't need to win regular season games, um, and that's why you see a lot of these guys resting. Like you know, what? Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of these guys take games off. Um, like literally take games off. I mean, yeah. n- not like figuratively, like meaning they don't go to the games. <laughs> yeah, Pop's famous for that. He sort of yep. left on the wrist a couple times by the by the league for uh, yeah, whatever whatever he does. Some what does he call him? Uh, just not rest, or does he actually fake no, he, an injury? What does he do? Last year he sent them home. Like I he remember did, that. yeah, was, from Miami, game, right? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah I, I remember mean, it from a gambling perspective. I think that was like somehow it was like Heat were playing. It was a home game for the Heat, and they were like. Laying six, yeah, and all of a sudden the news broke in the afternoon. Like Parker was on the plane home or something, and and Duncan wasn't playing, and the line shot up to like thirteen, like immediately. And everyone's like, "What? You know, what is he doing? Yeah, Did but- he know something? Like, is he betting this line before it bumps, and no one knows where everyone is?" So, so yeah, and then Stern, I guess, stepped in and said, "Yo, you can't do this. Yeah, so it's our TNT game of the week, and you're sending half of your team home on the plane." And I think the Spurs only lost by three. I, if yeah, I they, they, yeah, yeah, they hung tough. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the backups did okay. All right. Well, uh, I thank you, sir. Uh, remember, this is for amusement purposes only. And also remember, you get what you pay for. Um, and sure. this podcast was free. Uh, so, uh, but you can follow Fantasaurus on Twitter at Fantasaurus, F-A-N-T-A-S-O-U-R-C-E. Or you can find him uh, on the grounds of the Granite Run Mall um, yes. looking for the Bebop Cafe. Camping out in the parking lot until they bring the bulldozers. Yeah. I'm like the guy that sits in the tree at Berkeley. I'm not letting him <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, Mike. See you, See you. Later. You got to know when to hold up. Know when 
know when to run. You never count.